Hey, Mama. So I am beyond excited about today's interview. Today, I sit down to chat with my coach and friend, Mrs. Kay Hillman, about creating a sustainable business model. Kay is the host of the Becoming CEO podcast, the mama behind the Becoming CEO lifetime group coaching program, and the best high ticket sales coach. I absolutely adore this woman. She has been pivotal in my growth as a business owner, has helped me simplify my business structure and processes, and so much more. This was such an amazing conversation with Kay, and she dropped so many gems. All right, let's get into today's episode. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, put in those earbuds, and let's dive in. All right, today on the Momateur Mompreneur podcast, I am sitting down to chat with Kay Hillman, and I'm honestly fangirling over here. Absolutely love her and her podcast. So, Kay, welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Hey, boo. Hey. So I am super excited to be here. Listen, I'm fangirling about your podcast because, you know, (laughs) I like binge listen to this in three days. It's like just everything. So I love your show and I'm so glad to be here. Um, My name is Kay Hillman. I am a high ticket sales coach, um, specifically working with moms, service providers and coaches and consultants. My whole thing is helping moms sign and serve high ticket clients working less than 20 hours a week. Like I'm all about, listen, we are building these businesses in the margins. We don't have time for all the extras. So we need to figure out systems and strategies and things that we can do that work around our lifestyle as moms. So that is my focus. I am the host of the Becoming CEO podcast and community. And um, basically this community was just created because I wanted to find other women like me. And so I started this before I became a mom and it kind of evolved as I became a mom. (laughs) And so now it's really like a podcast and community where I'm just really prioritizing having authentic conversations, really sharing like that behind the scenes work that us moms are doing in our business. And like what's working currently in the industry for moms that are trying to, you know, steward their life and their business well. So we kind of talk about both aspects. We talk about like what our life looks like in terms of time management and productivity. But then we also talk about how we're building our businesses and how we're doing it in a way that feels aligned and just fully, you know, fully just 
in a space that we are not having to be overwhelmed. I'm all about like the sustainability. I know that's like a buzzword right now, but I really have always been about what's the easiest way that we can build the thing and be successful. So that is me in a nutshell. I have two kids, (laughs) two kids under three. I have a husband. We're about to celebrate like three years. No, girl, why did I say three years? We're about to celebrate, I think, six years of marriage. I don't know where I got three from. (laughs) But we're celebrating six years of marriage coming soon. And um, it's great. I am. Yeah, that's me in a nutshell. Yes, uh, such great things. I'm currently going through Kay's program, the Becoming CEO. And when I tell you that she literally breaks down how to simplify your business as a mom, like I wasn't sure because I'm like, you know, everybody be promising stuff. But from day one, just going through the program and getting to work with her one on one, like my life has become simplified. My business has become simplified. Like, it's amazing. Don't make me cry. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> like that. I mean, that's my thing. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of times moms are marketed to or targeted and it's not really for us. Like, you know, you're saying that it's for us, but it's like, you have all these strategies and all these things that we can't actually apply and implement because of our lifestyle. And then you don't really help us figure out how it can actually work. And so I always say that like becoming CEO is for moms by a mom, you know, because I really do get it. And I'm not going to tell you like to do a strategy that one, I wouldn't do, but two, I'm not going to tell you to do something that I know is going to take up entirely too much time. Now, are we going to have to do the work to set the foundation? Yes. Right. Like that's required, but also it's about managing our expectations and all the things. And I feel like, well, I hate to say all the things, but you know, we get it all the things, (laughs) but like, you know, really figuring out a way that we can build this and make it work in a way that, you know, doesn't have to overwhelm us or doesn't have to take up so much time because we really don't have the time to give, especially when we're service providers. Like there's so much work in being a service provider. And I have both, like I still do um, photography, which is my service-based business. And then I have a coaching side to my business as well. So it's like, I get what it's like to build both sides with small children. I feel like people, you know, sometimes either you see people that have kids that are older, so they have more time or people that don't have any kids. And it's like, bro, like that strategy is not going to work. Like I have two kids at home. This is not, this is not cutting it. (laughs) Yes. 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 So true. Especially like when you transition from being a mom to a mom of one to a mom of two, completely different ball games. So definitely. So let's segue into our topic. So we are going to be talking about creating a sustainable business model. So For you, what is a sustainable business model and why is that important as a mompreneur? Yes. So like I said, I know sustainability is like a buzzword. Like I feel like a lot of people are using this word now. And it's so funny because I'm like, dang, everybody took my word. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I mean, sustainable is all about and, and I will say this until I'm blue in the face especially for moms. And I, I'm, you know, I know that everyone listening is a mom or on the journey to motherhood. I like to say that either you're their mom or you're on your journey, like mm-hmm. you're somewhere around there. And one thing that's important to note is that moms do business different, right? And when I say that, I mean that the way that our time looks is different, what our priorities are different. Like, you know, for people that may not have kids right now, their priorities aren't about 
legacy building or creating a family, you know, having money to support their family and doing different things. But like for us, that is a priority, right? Time with our family is a priority. And so when we're thinking about a sustainable business, when we're thinking about, you know, um, sorry, sustainable strategies and things like that, what I'm saying is what works for you in this season of life? And I feel like sometimes people think about sustainability and it's like, what works, you know, like what's the one strategy you're going to do forever? But that's just not how marketing and sales actually works, right? Like there's not the way that you start your business is not the way that your business is going to be five years from now. And so it's all about being able to look at your business, being able to look at your company and the vision that you have for your company and saying, okay, what things do I need to do? right now? And what things can I continue to do for whatever season of time? What are those things and how can I get that done? Um, and so sustainability, it's going to look different for different people. And this is why in my coaching, and sometimes I, I used to feel like, oh man, like I'm not specific enough or I'm not, you know, doing enough or whatever, because I, I wasn't just talking about one way to do things. And it's because depending on where you are in your life, sustainability is going to look different, right? I I use this analogy all the time where it's like someone that has older kids, they may have the capacity and sustainability and capacity kind of go together. You may have the capacity to, you know, go live every week. But those of us with small kids, going live is the most ghetto thing in the world. Like... (laughs) Who's going live and when? Like that's not happening. <laughs> you know, like this is ridiculous. Like you, you, you crazy if you think I'm gonna go live. And it's like, so if I only taught, oh, you gotta go live. You know, it's like, man, you just really alienate a whole group of people because it's not sustainable. It's not something that you can actually do and keep up with over time. Like you may be able to go live one or two times, but then life will happen, and you're not going to be able to continue to do it for. 60, 90, 180 days, right? Like six months from now, this is not going to be something that works. So when I think about sustainability, I always say, you know, I like to think about life in quarters. Most of us do, you know, what can you keep up with in this quarter, in this season? And then is that bringing you to the bigger vision, the bigger goal you have for your company, you know, three, five, 10 years from now? Yeah. Oh man, um, you bringing up like the whole going live thing is so funny because anytime I try to do like stories and like my kids are around, someone starts screaming, my son starts climbing all over me and I'm like, this is so ghetto. Like I, I can't even <laughs> get my words out because my daughter is trying to scream over me. So I totally relate to that one. <laughs> Listen, I was just doing stories earlier today and King, my oldest, just jumped on the bed and was like, hey, boo, hey, boo. Like, and, I, and, you know, do my people love it? My community definitely loves it. Yeah. But does mama love it? Not when I'm like in the middle of what I was saying. Yes. <laughs> it's just, yes. Just not working. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so I know that like productivity and time manage time management, those are like key components of creating a sustainable business model. And I know that's an area that you support your clients with. And so what does that look like? What are some tips that you can give a mompreneur who is looking to create a sustainable business model? Yes. So the first thing I always say when I'm thinking about time management is we got to drop the to-do list. And I know that's kind of hard because in motherhood, we love our lists, right? Yes, yes. But in business, I feel like to-do lists um, or lists in general hurt our businesses because it makes us feel bad, you know, because any given day, the focus is either mom life 
or a business. And I know a lot of people don't like to hear that. A lot of people are like, no, I can do both. I, I agree. You can do both. You definitely can. But I also think that sometimes in trying to do both, none of them get done well. And so when we're thinking about productivity, it's really about kind of being a little objective and saying, okay, I'm going to drop my to-do list and instead focus on what's like, what's a priority. So figuring out what is a priority. And so I like to look at when we talk time management to really say, okay, we're going to, instead of calling it time management, instead of, you know, trying to do our to-do list, we're going to focus on what's a priority. And I like to break business up into a couple of different categories. Um, I call it either you're focused on your clients, you're focused on your content, which I, I include marketing in your content, or you're you're focusing on the company, right? Those are the three areas that you usually focus on and everything kind of falls under those different categories. And then every day you focus on one area, right? Doing that really just takes time management to a different level because now instead of trying to make you know, 10 things get done in one day, you can really just say, okay, today is a client day. I'm not going to worry about the rest, right? So today I might have client calls, you know, or today I might need to do, you know, an audit or today I might need to edit, right? Like that is where you focus and you don't worry about anything else. And this way, when you go spend time with your family, that can be guilt-free because you know that today the job was done, right? And when I say the job was done, I also am careful to say like, I'm not saying that you have to finish everything to completion, right? Like sometimes, like at least for me, when I'm editing photos for a client, I might only be able to do like one set. So it's not a failure if I have three other sets that need to be done. No, I still did what needs to be done today. And on my next client day, when I'm editing, I'll do the next one, right? I'll complete it. Um, so it's a, it's about creating like a little shift. I feel like a lot of moms, we have to make that shift in our mindset of what productivity looks like and what time management looks like in our business and it's actually different and and like a completely different thing than our business. I mean, sorry, than our personal lives. And I feel like that's also a blessing for us because now we can create a little bit more separation between our business and our personal life. Because as moms, especially if our, we, we have our kids at home, you know, we're working from home, we're doing all the things, it can be hard to separate, you know, I'm working versus, you know, I'm in the, I'm working and I'm with the kids. Um, I know for me, especially when I had King, I would work with him a lot. Like it would be like, we wake up and I'm on my laptop and, you know, he's eating. And then once he's done eating, you know, he's in my arms and I'm, I'm feeding him. Um, or, you know, we're talking, we're reading a book. Like how was I reading a book and writing emails at the same time? I will never know. But like I was doing, those, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. And it's because my priorities were off and it's because I couldn't separate the way that my business needed to run and what time management looked like over there versus my personal life. So I really like to like kind of, and for lack of better words, compartmentalize, right? And really like have a system for like clocking in and clocking out of your business. And so like after our interview, I'm done. Like I'm done. I'm going to be mom for, you know, however long. And then if I decide I want to work tonight, because my work sessions usually happen at night. If I decide I want to work at night, that's cool. I have my one thing that I know that I need to finish, but if I don't finish it today, that's fine. I go to work tomorrow. Like I don't take, mama don't take work home. That's another thing. Like don't take your work home. You know, I know you live at home, but like don't take it home. Like we have to turn it off at some point. Yes. I love that. And I, I love that you brought up how you have to do things differently. You can't do both working and being mom. And that was something I had to learn. And I struggled with greatly, like up until recently, I was trying to do both and I was getting so burnt out. 
But then when I gave myself the permission to do things differently, and I, I think it's like we were talking about on your podcast earlier about how moms are targeted. I feel like one area we are often targeted is that we're told like, oh, to get up before the kids wake up to do work or wait until after they go to sleep and all these different things. And like, ultimately it has to come down to what feels right to you. What's going to work for you? Cause I was trying the whole get up before the kids thing. And I guess my kids caught on to that and they would wake up and I wouldn't get anything done. And then here I am feeling bad because I didn't accomplish anything that I needed to get done. And so like you, I switched to doing my work at night after the kids have gone down for the night, they're tucked away in bed and I can have that uninterrupted time to get things done. And I've been so much more productive that way. I've gotten so much done. Like I'm, I'm so excited to say like, I'm getting ready to go on vacation and I'm not going to have any work to do to go on vacation. Like it feels good because I've been able to accomplish so much because I started doing things differently. I put aside what everyone else was saying and really looked at, well, what is realistic for me in this current season of life? And so I love that you touched on that because I feel like a lot of moms, they struggle with that because we're being told all these different things to do, but realistically we can't. You know, especially if you have kids that are five and younger who are very dependent upon you. So thank you for shedding light on that. Yes. And I just want to say the last thing about like the whole waking up early thing. I feel like people like you have to know yourself, right? When I, And something else that I talk about a lot with like productivity and prioritization, you have to know when you are most productive, right? And so for some of us, we are morning people and I'm not, let me be clear. I'm not a morning person, but <laughs> people that are morning people and it makes sense for them to get up early, right? But me on the other hand, I am not a morning person. It doesn't make sense for me to try to get up early. And the times that I have, just like your kids, mine wake up too. So it's like, it doesn't even help me to try to do it in the morning versus when I do like naps and nights, like, that just works so much better for me because I have more energy. I have more momentum in the afternoon at night where I can just like work. And I know I have like, you know, 30 minutes to an hour when they're napping. And then I know I have, you know, longer stretches at night when they're asleep. And so I feel like it's, that's another thing that's like so important because I feel like people will, you know, like you said, they'll say like, wake up early, but it's like, girl, when do I sleep then? Like, when do I sleep if I'm waking up early? Like, when do, when do I get to prioritize like my own self outside of my business if I'm giving every waking moment to trying to outrun the kids? Like, girl, nobody has time for this. Is, this is ridiculous. Like, it's actually ridiculous. <laughs> yes, agreed. Yeah, that's why now I do my work at night and I sleep in in the mornings and it's been working amazingly for me. So kind of like touched on this a little bit, but is there anything that you can add more to about like for the mom who like feels like she can't take time off or she can't leave work and go and enjoy, you know, her vacation and everything? Like, how can she go about, you know, taking this time off and ensuring that her business is still functioning, you know, while she's away? Yes. So this is going to... Uh, let me say this. The most important thing to focus on if you are trying to like take a vacation, take a break, right? Take some time off or whatever is you need to have some systems in place. 
Um, you need to have some systems in place that are working for you while you are gone. Now, I will be honest and say it took me some time before I got to a point where I was taking like a laptop free, free vacation. Um, but the reason why is because I didn't have systems in place. So if something would happen in my business, like if somebody would inquire, if someone, you know, needed some kind of support or something, I didn't have systems in place that, you know, either I didn't have to do anything or it was just like a click of a button. And also, one thing that I also want to say is I think sometimes people feel like, oh, in order to take time off, like you have to hire help. And that's actually not true either. Like you can definitely take a vacation and be the only person in your company. It's a matter of communication and having some systems in place. So the biggest thing for me is like, and thing number one, when I am saying, okay, I'm ready to take a vacation or I'm taking a break, like especially like my maternity leave. I took three months off from maternity leave. Now with maternity leave, I did have support. So I want to make that disclaimer there. Um, but if I didn't have a team, I could have still done it. Like it wasn't like I just diehard needed a team. So I want to like say that as well. Um, but the first thing you want to think about is what are the most important things that actually need to be done? So for me, if it's not about making more money and serving my clients, it's not a priority. <laughs> and I know that's like, dang, like that's kind of ruthless, but it's true. Like if it's not about me actually making another dollar or serving my clients well, I'm not going to worry about it. So if you want to take a vacation, those are the only two things you need to focus on, right? Making sure that you can still make money and then making sure that you can serve your existing clients well. Serving your existing clients is going to look like actually communicating with them that you're going on vacation, right? You're going on a break or whatever. So communicating, hey, I'm about to go on vacation and you know, here's the access you do have to me, right? If there's any, right? You can definitely take a vacation where they don't have access to you. That's fine. They will be okay. I feel like people, especially moms, like we feel like, oh my gosh, if I'm not, you know, talking to them every day or every week, like they're going to be upset. They will be okay. Like you can take a vacation like that. Like if you need it to hear, if you need permission, you can take a vacation. This is your company. This is your business. You can do what you want. Um, and they're going to get on board with it. Um, something that you can also do to like, just kind of ensure you on the back end is just write it into your contract that you take vacations, you know, every quarter, if you know where your vacations are, you can put them in the contract, but if not, you know, you can just let them know like, Hey, you know, I take, you know, one to two week long vacations. Um, when I went on maternity leave, I let them know like in their contracts when they re-signed with what the dates were for maternity leave. And that was in my contract. So they they signed and knew that like you would have limited communication with me during this time. So that's that's kind of like thing number one, um, communicating with them. And then also, also with communicating with them, making sure that you give them enough notice. So if it's just like a weekend, you know, and I, I wouldn't even say a weekend because we don't really talk to people on weekends, but like if it's just like a couple of days, you don't really have to do a long, you know, lead up to it. But if you're going to take like two weeks or a month off, right? Or, you know, maternity leave is like two and three months. If you're going to do that, then I would say at least tell them a quarter in advance, like give them some lead up time so that they can be prepared for you taking that time off and for having limited contact with you. Because it does matter, right? When you're serving people, they do need to know in advance if you're going to take an extended amount of time off. But that doesn't mean that we're going to cancel our vacation or not take the time off. It's just we're giving them that that um, kind of lead up to it. So that's the, that's kind of the first piece. And then when it comes to your business and we're thinking about like, what kind of, um, you know, systems do we need in place? Well, you need a, like a, a fulfillment system, right? So what things do your clients need and what, you know, what system is set up for it? So for example, 
Um, and I'll speak about my photography business. So in my photography business, you know, I have clients that send me inquiries and then I have clients that, you know, they need to get their photos back. They, there's like an editing, like I need to edit the photos and stuff like that. And so each one of those things has an automated system, like it's automated. So when it comes to the inquiry, I use Dubsado and Dubsado, like literally no one has to talk to me. I have, I, I wake up some days and I have someone on my calendar because they just go through the system. And that's what you want to have set up so that you can go on a vacation, so you can go on maternity leave and not worry about, can my business still make money, right? Or can I still sign clients? So in Dubsado, you can set it up to where they inquire, you know, they get some information, then they just fill out the proposal, they pay, and they get a calendar link to book on the calendar. All of it can be set up and you can, and that can be hands-free. Um, so then after that, I also have a system for my editing. So of course I have to take the photos myself, but outside of that, I have a system set up where I actually use, um, some, um, like AI tools. And I feel like every, everybody's industry, you can find an AI tool that can help you actually make the process a little faster. Um, but I have a system that I use to help me edit. Um, so that's set up, right? My editing used to take me like three hours. Now I'm down to like 30 minutes. Like, So that really saves you a lot of time when you're thinking about in the grand scheme of things, like you're a service provider. So there's work that you have to do on the back end to actually serve your clients. So there's that. Then there's the delivery system, right? All I have to do is upload it. Like once I upload the the gallery, I automate how it actually gets delivered to them, right? So these are these are things that you want to think about when you're trying to figure out, okay, how can I save myself more time in my business? Um, how can I, you know, make things automatic so that if I want to take time off, I can do that and know that everything is running. If you're a coach, right? If you're a coach, it's even I feel like it's even easier for coaches, right? It's even easier because just tell them that you're taking time off. And then at that point, it's just a matter of, okay, what are the communication channels and making sure they understand, hey, this is how you can get in touch with me. Or until I get back, this is how you can get the support you need, right? Here's a portal where you can find all access to all the videos, or here's where you can ask questions. And at that point, you could like have other people come in and kind of help you until you get back. You know, that's what I did for my program. Um, I had co-coaches come in and they would run the calls for me. So I didn't have to show up to calls, right? Like there's so much freedom and flexibility that if we would just put these systems in place, like running your business becomes so much, um, I'm not going to say easy, but it just becomes simpler, right? It becomes something that you can actually keep up with and take a break when you need it and when you want to, right? It's not, it's not even just when you need to, it's when you want to. Love that. So the three keys are communication, systems, and automation. <laughs> yes, that's it. <laughs> Okay. So speaking of systems, what systems do we need to sell out our offers while working part-time hours? Okay. So this is an interesting question. When I saw it, I was like, hmm, this is an interesting question because there are so many different systems that you can have. But what I will say is the most important system is your content to your sales system. Because we can talk about generating leads. We can talk about you know, all different things. But I I feel like when it comes to selling and having a system for selling, it really boils down to your content. Because a lot of us, we're not running ads, right? We're not, you know, we're not, um, you know, outsourcing like lead gen to a company and they're generating leads for us, right? A lot of times our content is what is making us money. Mm -hmm. So I like to think about, you know, when, when we're thinking about a system, I like to think about, okay, what is the system for your content and specifically like your content creation? And so what that looks like is figuring out one, what is your long form, you know, your long form channel? What's that content looking like? 
So a lot of times that'll be like a podcast or a blog or, you know, YouTube video, right? Something that's long form and, and um, ideally searchable, right? You want to have something that's like searchable so that you're not necessarily tied to social media. Then the second thing you want to think about is like, what's your dis- distribution channel? So this is going to be your social media, TikTok, Instagram, whatever, right? You could, you could choose. It doesn't matter. Um, and then the last thing is going to be email. And this system together is what is going to allow you to sell. Now, a lot of people are like, dang, like this is so like every time I tell someone, they're like, this is so simple. And I teach this exact framework in my program. Like, and people are like, this is so simple. And it is. But the hard part is actually doing it, right? We're moms. Like, we are so big. Like, the hard part is doing it. And so what I usually tell people is there's not much you have to do once you understand how to repurpose, right? Once you realize, like, okay, I just need to start somewhere and everything else grows from there. So I usually tell people you can either start with email and build everything out, or you can start with like your long form channel and build everything out. But everything is going to be repurposed, right? We're not creating something new. And I have clients, um, like my one-on-one clients, especially who we will at the beginning of the year map out their entire year of content. Because at that point, you really only need what there's 56 weeks in a year, 54, something like that. Like you only need one idea a week. And after that, you can literally repurpose everything else. And that is your system. That's going to be the thing that allows you to take a three month maternity leave, a one month vacation, a two week vacation, right? Because you have a system set up with your content that is marketing and selling for you. And the other thing that I want to say when you're thinking about this system is that it's important to realize that at all times you're selling. I know that sales um, and selling can be like this um, concept that people are like, oh, I don't want to be salesy. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. Why? Like, why not? You're a business owner. Like you're not an influencer. You're not, um, you know, you're not on the internet for fun. You're on the internet to make money, right? Like you're, you've built this space to make money. Like you've been like, what, what are we talking about here? You know? And so because of that, everything should be selling. And I know that like, that can be like a, a radical concept for people, but the truth of the matter is, is that everyone doesn't see your content every time you post it. So you need to sell at a frequency that people actually see and hear the message. If not, you won't actually sell. Like you won't actually make, or sorry, you won't actually make sales because people aren't being sold to. So that for me is the biggest system that people need to focus on is that content system. And I I call it the content of sales system because once you have that down pat, everything else in your business becomes super simple. Everything else becomes a formality, right? Like, oh, okay, this is my offer. You know, this is my messaging, right? Everything else can kind of build from that point. And that's that that that's what I would say is like the main system. And then we could talk about like the logistics, like, oh, you can have a planning tool on this and that and third. But like that to me is secondary to the actual content because that's where the money is. Your money is in your content, your money is in your message. I love that. You dropped so many gems. Um, I love that you spoke on content repurposing. I am huge on that. And ever since I've, I started my podcast and I repurposed my content from my podcast, that whole system has gotten so much easier and has cut down so much time. And I've even gotten to the point where I don't really do reels anymore. I used to get so burnt out on reels and honestly, they didn't perform well. Now I mostly make carousels and those do really well, but I repurpose it from my podcast episodes. And like you said, not everyone is seeing your content. Not everyone is listening to your podcast episodes. And so you need to repurpose it and have it available on different platforms. So that way you're reaching all of your ideal clients. 
And I think a lot of times we get discouraged because we're like, oh, you know, I put out this podcast episode, I sold on it, but nobody bought anything. Well, did you only do one podcast episode that you sold on? <laughs> like, you have to be consistent with it. And yes, to selling, like you should always be selling in your content. This is something I tell my clients all the time. You have to sell in every episode. Yes, it may be uncomfortable to start with, but like you said, like this is how you make your money. Like, why are you having a business if you're not going to sell? Like, it's just not adding up. Like you have to sell consistently. So thank you for shedding light on that. I know like some people may be like, well, that's kind of harsh, but it's the truth. Like if you don't sell, you're not going to make money. Like yes. that's the bottom line. We have to make it make sense. And we have to also recognize that, you know, that this is just like one of many ways, right? Like there's so many different ways that you can make money and so many ways that you can get your message out there. And i the other thing for me is that there's kind of two sides for it with me. There's like, there's the actual content, which I feel like people really struggle with that content piece with, and I'm not going to say struggle, but it's like the hardest part is actually creating it sometimes. Cause we are moms. We, we have the kids where it's all these different things, which is why I really love like, Hey, let's just focus on repurposing. If we could just come up with 50 ideas, mm-hmm. you're good for the year. Like, and I know like that sounds so like sometimes like I tell someone this and they're like, girl, come on now. But it's like, it's so true. Like, you know what you're good at. You know what you're an expert in. All you need to give me is 50 ideas and we can have a year of content done. You know what I'm saying? And then at that point, this is so this is your platform. And now you can go borrow platforms. Okay. So now that you have a system for how you get your own information out to your own community, the community that you're building, now you can go borrow other communities and get your message out to them. But it happens when you first have a very clear system, the content the sales system, right? When you have a clear system for your own media, for your own platforms, and then you can go back and you can borrow the audiences of other people. You can get on, you know, other podcasts, you can get on, you know, other people's channels or do, you know, just different things with other people's communities so that you can now get your message out to a wider audience. But it's all going to come back to your content because you're going to go and you're going to see like, like right now we're doing this podcast interview. But if someone goes and follows me and I don't have any content, like that's it. Like it's just going to fill up like what, like what are we really doing here? You know, and as moms going back to that whole, you know, um, productivity thing. It's like, we have to learn how to prioritize better. And I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in like, oh, you know, this is what's happening in Reels or this is what's happening in TikTok and all kind of stuff. And we forget that like the most important thing is you and your message. What are you actually trying to say? What is your actual system, right? What is your content strategy? What is that looking like? Because that's your marketing. That's your sales. That's that's where everything is happening. That is where the money is, right? And then you can build from there. And it makes it to where social media is optional, right? I hear a lot of people saying like social media optional, social media optional, but it's so true. Like you can, you can drop social media if you want. Like you really could. Do I recommend it? Not really, because it's free. Like, why not use it? But it's like, you can drop, so you can drop the pressure. You can drop the stress mm-hmm. of social media if you have an actual content to sales system and strategy that you're using to talk about and sell your message and your offers. Yes, absolutely love all of that. And so as we wrap up, I want to know, is your podcast part of your sustainable business model? And if so, how has it helped you grow your business? Of course. (laughs) It's actually, um, so my podcast is every part of the funnel. It's my top, middle, and bottom funnel. Um, My podcast um, is something that I started because I wanted to build community. And as I continue to 
you know, build the podcast and, and pod and, you know, be in the podcasting realm, I realized just how great of a platform it is to connect deeply. And, and I might be biased, but I feel like your highest quality leads listen to your podcast. Um, hands down, like whenever I have sold an offer or anything, uh, I always get people and I, and I'll say at least 70% who are like, yeah, I listened to this episode of the podcast, even my current clients now, like people that are in my programs now or work with me one-on-one, they're like, yeah, I heard last week's podcast and it just really told me X, Y, and Z. And I'm like, yes, girl, because that's what I mean. That's what I want. You know, the content that I put on my podcast, I always say like, I mean, the value that you can put in a podcast is just beyond what you could do somewhere else. I, I truly believe like just the depth that you can go on a podcast episode, it's just so different than any other platform. And I feel like it's the perfect place, especially if, uh, you know, as moms, we're so busy, we have all the things going on that it's just easy. It's it's low lift, right? We don't got to do our makeup. I mean, unless you want to do a video, like that's fine. But, like you don't have to get all cute. You don't have to do anything but like get in a room, turn on a mic. I mean, sometimes I use my phone. I know it's like a little bootleg sometimes, but like I use my phone to record some episodes sometimes like, and you know, I know that you'll be like, girl, your kids are in the background, but like my kids be in the background talking sometimes. Like it is what it is. Like, you know, I feel like, I feel like just, it allows you to get your message and your content out there. And I feel like that's the biggest thing that holds us back from being able to actually market and sell our offers is getting the message out there. And if you don't, create any content. If you don't get anything out there, no one knows you exist. And then you just have an expensive hobby, right? You just have an expensive hobby that you're doing and you're not making any money. And like, listen, we got mouths to feed. We have things to do. We have trips we want to take. We got private school to pay for or college to pay for, like whatever it is that you got to pay for. Like you got a mortgage, like we have responsibilities, right? And so we can't afford to just waste time, you know, trying to make the perfect angle on a video or, you know, do the perfect dance on a reel. Like girl, I've never done a dancing reel and I'm not going, I mean, I twerk on reels, but that's just me being me. Like, but I'm not going to do like a, but I mean, I don't know if King wants to do one, I'll do it with him. But like, you know, it's not to sell my business, right? It's not to market my offers. I don't, I don't use social as like the main strategy. And I feel like podcasting just really allows you to have another way, right? Have another way. And I feel like podcasting and email go together because you can move people from your podcast to your email list. And then now you have another place to sell to people, right? That's a second touch point for people. Um, But podcasting is definitely like a priority for me. It's definitely like top of like, if I don't do anything else for the week, I make sure a podcast episode goes out. Yes. Yes. I love all of that. And you know, if you're worried about your kids being in a background, it is totally fine. Nine times out of 10, my kids are running around out here screaming while I'm in the closet recording. It is what it is. Like, y'all know I have kids. So if you hear yes. them, don't be surprised. I actually recently did an interview and my daughter woke up during the middle of the interview. And so she joined us for the interview. So in that interview, you guys are going to hear her beating on the table and different things like that. It's all good. I love that. And you know what? You said something so key. You said, y'all know I got kids. And that is the truth. (laughs) Like people know you have kids. And I feel like the sooner you get acclimated to the chaos that is my life, the better. And you're going to love me for it or you're going to not. And that's fine. Like if you can't get on board, you got to get lost. And I'm okay with that, right? Like I'm at a stage in my life where I'm okay with that. It's not even about my business. It's about my life. Because going back to like the priorities, 
for us moms, our kids are a priority. So if you can't get on board with that, if I got to be a whole nother person, if I got to make my kids be quiet to talk to you and work with you, you're probably not my ideal person to work with. And that's okay. You know, and I feel like podcasting just really breaks that wall and just gets people to trust you and gets people to really know who you are a lot sooner. And it just makes the buying cycle that much faster, right? Like you can sign the client that much faster with the podcast. Yes. Love all of that. Well, before we get off, please tell my audience where they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Yes. The best way to connect with me is on Instagram at Mrs. K Hillman or to go listen to the Becoming CEO podcast. It's a whole vibe over there. I have interviews. I be over there kiki in. Sometimes I'd like have shower thoughts and I just like say whatever I was thinking in the shower. That's always an interesting episode. Um, but I have a lot of fun over there on the podcast. And then also I have a Facebook group, the Becoming CEO um, community. I change the name like every month. So just type in Becoming CEO and you'll find it. <laughs> I will link all of that in the show notes. Well, thank you so much, Kay, for just chatting with me and just giving such great tips to my audience. Like, I know they're going to gain so much from this interview. Thanks for having me. This is so fun. No problem. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. If you enjoy this podcast, will you do me a favor and leave a review? Leaving a review ensures this podcast reaches other mamas just like you. All right, mama, I'll talk to you again soon.